This episode of Ham Talk Live is brought to you by Tower Electronics. For connectors, cables, and more, call 920-435-2973 or visit pl-259.com. And by ICOM. Heard it? Worked it? Logged it. Visit www.icomamerica.com slash amateur for more information about ICOM radios. It's Ham Radio. Good evening, everyone. It's time for Ham Talk Live, episode number 270, CQ Worldwide, and the new youth category recorded live on Thursday, September 2nd, 2021. I'm your host, Neil Rapp, WB9VPG. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of Ham Talk Live. Tonight, we're joined by John Doerr, K1AR, and we'll take your calls live in just a few minutes. Last week here on the show, Dr. Scott Wright, K0MD, was here to talk about the Portable Ops Challenge. If you missed that show, you can listen anytime at hamtalklive.com or on your favorite podcast app or on YouTube, and you can catch the rebroadcast on WTWW 5085 on your AM dial Saturday afternoons at about 3.30 p.m. Eastern Time. And that Portable Ops Challenge is coming up this weekend, so... uh, Give that a shot if you so desire. We'll get your questions ready to go here about CQ Worldwide. We'll be talking uh, about that tonight and, and, again, specifically the youth category, but we may branch out a little bit on that. Uh, if you're listening to us live on Thursday night, you can give us a call during the second half of the show. Uh, I'll go ahead and give you the phone number so you can write it down, have it ready to go, punch it in. And rip the knob off. Uh, here we go. It's 859-982-7373. Again, the phone number is 859-982-7373. You can also tweet us. It's at HamTalkLive on Twitter. If you're on Spreaker, type in the comments. And that'll pop up on the screen here. And I'll be back with John right after this word from ICOM America right here on Ham Talk Live. Contest remotely or from the comfort of your own home. ICOM has the perfect base station ready for action. The IC9700, IC7610, and the IC7300 SDR transceivers are top of the line and are the first choice for contesters across the globe. Robust base stations like these cut through pileups, letting you work the bands and record those contacts. Stay connected and keep your competitive contesting edge with ICOM. Heard it, worked it, logged it. Create your own band opening with the IC9700. This transceiver brings direct sampling to the UHF-VHF weak signal world. This all-mode transceiver is loaded with innovative features that are sure to keep you busy. Faster processors, higher input gain, higher display resolution, and a cleaner signal. 
It has a 4.3-inch color TFT LCD screen, real-time high-speed spectrum scope and waterfall display, smooth satellite operation with 99 satellite channels and full duplex in satellite mode, and dual watch operation. The IC7610 is the SDR every ham wants. This high-performance SDR can pick out the faintest of signals, even in the presence of stronger adjacent ones. The ICOM IC7610 is a direct sampling software-defined radio that will change the world's definition of an SDR transceiver. It has RF direct sampling, 110 dB RMDR, independent dual receiver, and dual digicel. The IC7300 changed the way entry-level HF is designed. This high performance innovative HF transceiver with a compact design will far exceed your expectations. With RF direct sampling, 15 discrete bandpass filters, a large 4.3 inch color touchscreen, real-time spectrum scope, and SD card slot. Visit icomamerica.com amateur for more information on ICOM radios. Coming to you live from the glass-enclosed Faraday box, here's Neil Rapp with more Ham Talk Live. Welcome back to Ham Talk Live. Thanks to ICOM America for sponsoring the show. Make sure you visit them often at icomamerica.com slash amateur. Welcome back to Ham Talk Live. Tonight, John Doerr, K1AR, joins us on the Orlando Amateur Radio Club and Hamcation Zoom line. John was named the CQ Worldwide DX Contest Director in 2018, and he's been a member of the CQ Worldwide Contest Committee since the mid-70s. He was also CQ Magazine's contest editor from 1989 until 2011, and he's a two-time WRTC medalist. He was elected to the CQ Contest Hall of Fame in 1997. So, John, welcome to the show. Well, it's uh, I'm very glad to be here and uh, appreciate the invitation, Neil. Uh, looking forward to uh, tonight's talk. Well, you know, fall is is, is upon us. It, it's not quite here yet. The temperatures are starting to get a little bit better, uh, but that means it's it's getting time for. CQ worldwide and and uh, as my friend Dr. Scott Wright uh, K0MD says uh, you know it's a it's a good chance to uh, to get your DXCC in a weekend uh, but we're going to talk a little bit about something new that's uh, come to CQ worldwide as well as some other contests and that's the uh, youth category so tell us a little bit about how this all got started well, you know, it's 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 funny when we uh, we think about the fall and things cooling down in the uh, in the contest world that uh, things are actually heating up, and uh, particularly in the CQ Worldwide, which is uh, I think uh, indisputably the uh, the largest uh, contest uh, in the world, probably if you judge it by the number of participants or number of logs that we receive. Um, you know, literally. Uh, many millions of QSOs uh, are made in, in, in every contest when you add them all up with all the stations participating and uh, 18,000 logs and all of that. And 
One of the uh, legacies that I kind of inherited when I, I took over the reins of uh, directing the contest uh, back in 2018 was the fact that CQ, the CQ Worldwide has always been known as kind of a trend-setting contest that we have innovated lots of um, things, uh, perhaps for the first time and um, in, in the world of contesting. And um, I, I think the, uh, the idea around doing something with youth is, is very consistent with that, that philosophy and that legacy that has been with us for so long. And, you know, if you, if you think about it, most, most hams that are a little longer in the tooth, which uh, sadly includes, uh, I guess, most of us, um, you know, that the question that we're asking ourselves frequently is simply what can we be doing to encourage more youth participation in ham radio? And uh, I have a bit of a, more narrow lens in that not only am I interested in, in youth and ham radio, but also youth and contesting in particular. And, uh, you know, at the end of the day, uh, it was very clear as we started talking about this amongst the uh, CQ Worldwide Contest Committee that everybody felt that CQ Worldwide in some way had to do its part. Now, some of you who are familiar with the, with the Worldwide Contest may recall that uh, we've created a, a rookie class uh, several years ago. And, uh, we call it a rookie overlay, if you will. And um, <clears throat> that was maybe the beginning of that. The, the problem with having just a rookie uh, uh, designation is that somebody can still be, uh, you know, in their 70s and have just got their license magically. Uh, so they're hardly youth, but they're still qualified as a, as a rookie. So in terms of youth, we really weren't addressing it head on. We were kind of doing it off the side, if you will. And uh, I, I think we all felt more needed to be done. So, you know, rather than having uh, a bunch of folks uh, sort of uh, sit in a uh, smoke-filled uh, uh, dark room uh, and come up with something, uh, my thinking was that the best way to understand how youth tick and how they uh, would respond to something in the contest world would be to actually ask them. And, and that's kind of a, a revolutionary concept to ask and listen But uh, in today's world, but that's exactly what we did. And uh, I consulted with two guys in particular, uh, LUNFAM, uh, Luke, and uh, DK6SP, Phil, Philip. And uh, I asked them just some, some very basic questions about how do we deal with youth. And they gave me some, some pretty interesting information that we took back to the contest committee that resulted in, in some of the things that we've uh, now decided to do. And what surprised me was that even in today's uh, world where, uh, you know, printed media is, is, is rapidly fading into the sunset in many ways, um, the idea of seeing your call sign in print in, in a magazine like CQ Magazine or QST is still in the minds of youth, still a very big deal. Um, and particularly in the contest world to, you know, actually uh, call them out and to, to take them seriously and to give them a, a, de a designation in the, uh, in the contest results is, is something that no, nobody's really doing in a, in a broad scale and something that would have a high impact. And that kind of surprised me that that, that mattered anymore to, uh, to, to uh, kids in particular. Um, the other kinds of uh, feedback I got was, um, you know, there was a, <clears throat> a Philip in particular mentioned how 
uh, one of the highlights of his ham radio career of everything he did was the time he got a CQ Worldwide rookie plaque. He got a, a plaque in the mail, and it's it's proudly on his wall. And of all the things he's accomplished in the in the years since he first got his license, the thing that he is most proud of is looking at that plaque. And it's it's a real motivator, he says, for him when he's uh, operating and uh, and seeing that thing and and realizing that wow, this is a contest that actually. Uh, considers younger operators and takes it seriously. And we, we just wanted to jump on that and, and uh, grab it even more. <clears throat> so with, with all that in mind <clears throat> and realizing that we had a, a tremendous opportunity here, um, we, um, <clears throat> we discussed a little bit about, you know, well, well, what is, what is the real potential out here? Is this all just kind of wishful thinking? <clears throat> and really the, at the end of the day, uh, the driver of all of this is that there's a, there's already tremendous uh, YOTA, as it's called, uh, Youth on the Air activities, including uh, some of the things that our, our host here uh, sponsors that is involved with camp and other things. And there's a, a, a literally in the tens of thousands uh, across the globe of young ham operators, uh, many of which that would probably get more active in contesting if they had more motivation to do it. And it was the uh, collective opinion uh, of, of both Luke and Philip that if, if we actually created something special for them, which we've done, then we would begin almost immediately to see literally hundreds of participants, uh, some of which are already playing in the contest, but never bothered us to mail a login because the attitude is, why bother? Well, now they can mail it in. Now they can get their call in print in a very special way. And uh, uh, we're really exciting because now the marketing machine is going to be starting mostly through the IARU organizations around the globe, uh, promoting the fact that there's now an opportunity for youth to be highlighted in, in the CQ Worldwide in a very special way. Uh, I can't wait to, when I write the, uh, the, the contest results for next year, one of the things we're going to do as an example is uh, I'll have at least one or maybe even two little sidebar articles that are going to be just focusing on on a, a youth operation and not necessarily the winner. Uh, it's going to be more a, a story of, of somebody uh, who is maybe 16 years old who operated his first contest and just wants to tell that story for other people to hear. And getting that in print uh, will be a game changer for sure for that person. I think a game changer for youth and a game changer for uh, for the contest. So with all that being said, at the end of the day, it was not a hard sell inside the contest committee to really get full endorsement to move ahead and uh, and address uh, youth head on. And that's exactly what we've done. Yeah, I, I think the hardware is is definitely still a motivator, as Philip mentioned. Uh and, you know, I, I had an article uh, that just came out in NCJ this month uh, about uh, Brazil and, and how they give out awards and have some of these youth categories. And and in some of the Yoda meetings, you know, Lucas was really pushing for, you know, let, let's do something to recognize these people. So I was really glad to see that uh, CQ Worldwide uh, jumped on board uh, as well as NAQP. Uh, and some others of, of getting this youth category going and recognizing our, our youth because they, they often feel very alone. 
Um, and that's one of the things that, that really struck home in doing Yoda camp this summer was, um, that, you know, these, these kids actually were meeting other ham kids for the first time. And, um, it, it, really made an impact so uh let's talk a little bit about the logistics here how does the youth category work how are these young people going to submit uh their scores so that they are marked as a youth entry okay well that's that's uh, certainly part of the uh equation for us and it's, it's part of the equation for the contest in general um we have done a lot of work to simplify the process of submitting logs, uh, at least for the CQ worldwide. And frankly, the process has been adopted by many, if not most of the major contests. Now, uh, the days of, of, uh, taking uh, down and uh, writing paper logs and uh, making a copy and putting it in an envelope and mailing it to, uh, to some PO box, uh, uh, that train has left the station a long time ago. Um, and, uh, it, it kind of transitioned to, uh, an email process, which for many years was effective. Uh, but we've taken it now to the level of, uh, being able to actually submit, uh, logs, uh, online on, uh, in our case at, uh, cqww.com. And, um, uh, there's a very, uh, simplified and uh, walk you through it kind of process where you don't have to be a contester or, or any of that, just answer some basic questions, have your, your log file handy, and uh, it'll even go through the process of validating the format. So if something's uh, messed up in the log uh, by accident or whatever, we can correct that uh, before you even submit the log. So so that, that infrastructure has been in place now for quite a while. <clears throat> and that's exactly how we have uh, for example, started to collect logs in the rookie category that, that uh, we, we set up uh, a while ago, and also the, the classic entries, which in the CQ Worldwide is a, is a 24-hour, uh, <laughs> some would argue the opposite of youth, where the, uh, uh, for, for, for folks who don't want to operate the full 48 and want to still have a competitive environment, uh, we created this idea of a classic uh, entry, which is a 24-hour entry in, in CQ Worldwide, and that allows people who <clears throat> choose to do other things on the weekend besides the radio or simply don't have the stamina or desire to want to sit there for the full weekend, uh, they can participate in that way. So all that infrastructure is in place. Um, the, the the technical term that we that we actually call this is, is not a category, but an overlay. Um, <clears throat> so I, I wouldn't get too hung up on the on the terminology, except to say that what we have done is is create similar to what we did for rookie and classic. We've created a, a youth overlay, and when you submit a log uh, in the contest, uh, it's, it's it will be submitted just like any other log, uh, and you will be asked a question uh, just as as you are if you were submitting a rookie or a classic, which is, are you a youth entry? And you can check the box. And we'll, we will ask people uh, what year they were born. And that's not because we're, we're out uh, collecting information <laughs> on people in today's <laughs> uh, environment. But um, that was one of the questions that we had to ask was, what is, what is youth? Uh, yeah. You know, yeah. is, it, is it 18? Is it 25? Uh, you know, in ham radio, if, if it seems like if we meet somebody who's 40 or 45, we think he's like a youngster now. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So the, the fear was, 
that we didn't want to get it to be so young that we excluded a whole bunch of people and kind of defeated the purpose of what we were doing. So that was one of the questions I asked the guys when we, when we met. And, and the kind of uh, universal answer was uh, the stake we put in the ground is 25. So if you are, if you are 25 or younger during the contest weekend, uh, you are youth. Uh, and if you're 26 and older, well, you're old. <laughs> so it, it'll it'll be very uh it'll be very black and white but um if you want to actually take a look at the website uh we haven't actually brought all this up live yet uh, on the youth side but it will be ready for the contest but uh just to see how the the log submission process kind of works uh, it, it might be worth a spin to take a look at cqww.com slash logs.htm or just just uh, the pull down menu on uh, submitting a log, and you can kind of uh, uh, you can plan to kind of play around with it. <clears throat> the um, the results will be uh, like every other year in the sense that they'll be available uh, in April first uh, of the following year for sideband and May for uh, CW. <clears throat> and a lot of people ask, you know, why does it take so long to do the results? And the reality is. Uh, with about 90 to 95% completion, we actually could publish the, the contest results about a week after the contest, believe it or not, um, because we have all the data and we have enough logs submitted because the deadline is only five days from the, from the contest that we can process with our computers and, and software the logs and get them to a state where we kind of know the results, right? Now, there's obviously all the checking and the cross-checking and the, all of that still takes time. But the real driver for us and, frankly, for most contests isn't so much when are we done, but it really is subscribing to the, the publishing deadlines of whoever sponsors the contest. So if it's uh, an ARL contest, uh, they have the same issues where they may be done, but the, the uh, publishing of the results is slotted for a a certain month and a year, every year, and that's when they do it. Uh, and given there's so many different contests in, in the world of CQ and, and ARL, um, you know, we really don't have the luxury of kind of just moving the chess pieces around because if we move it one way or the other, then we're going to impact something else. So um, we get the um, what we call the raw scores or the high claim scores are, are out there usually within a week after the contest or so. Um, and the final results uh, will be out in, in April, May. <clears throat> and for the first time for youth now, you'll be able to flip to the results and you'll be able to see a whole section that'll be titled youth. Um, and in that, in that subcategory or overlay, you'll see all the entries. And I'm really hoping and praying there'll literally be hundreds of them. We'll, we'll see how it goes. But um, there will be a, a section just for you. And uh, that is hopefully going to be one of the draws to make this thing attractive out of the box and to grow in the future. So that's where we're at. All right. Great. Sounds great. All right. So, yeah, the, the, the line seems to be 25. So, <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah, you know, but when, when you're, you know, when you're 15, 28 does sound old. So, you know, whatever. Um, well, uh, one more thing here before we take a break. Uh Along, you know, with that, that overlay, uh, we mentioned that, you know, there's some hardware that comes along with that. So, so tell us a little bit about, you know, is this just one plaque or, or you know, what, 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 uh, are the awards here? Well, you know, the, 
the awards are kind of a statement in some ways on how committed we are as sponsors to a, a particular aspect of the contest. You know, for example, if there if there's no, uh, you know, uh, winning uh, awards like plaques in our case, then that's kind of telling the world we're not that serious, right? Um, so, in the case of, uh, of the youth category uh, or the youth overlay and youth category, I I wanted to make a statement. And uh, I think a statement we have made, and that is that uh, we have created 14, one four, uh, new awards uh, or new plaques that are going to be available starting with the 2021 contest. Now, to give you some context of that, uh, there's uh, in between phone and CW combined, there's uh, about 170 uh, or so plaques uh, available in the secret worldwide. A lot of plaques, right? But 14, I mean, we're creeping up on, on 10%. So, so nearly 10% of the award base that will be available in the worldwide will be devoted to youth. And what was particularly exciting about this process, which literally just got completed here within the past week or so, is that I was able to get sponsors uh, for these plaques. Uh, and this is people like, like you and me who, uh, and, and also organizations uh, that you know, pay real live folding green money um, to, uh, to sponsor these things every year. And I was able to get all 14 sponsorships uh, subscribed and paid for without having to ask anybody. So it was simply because the word got out and the enthusiasm was out there that I didn't, I didn't have to try to, to, uh, get sponsorships for, uh, 14, uh, of these plaques, some of which are being paid, uh, uh over uh, a multi-year period up front. So, you know, just very, very, uh, you know, rough numbers, uh, you know, a thousand dollars that just came flying in, uh, to, uh, to our plaque program, uh, unsolicited in the course of probably only about two weeks. Um, and I can tell you when we, uh, when we get these things, uh, uh, uh you know, made and, uh, and distributed, there's going to be 14 really, really happy, uh, guys and gals <laughs> around the world. Uh, in areas uh, ranging from world high to North America, all the continents, uh, Africa, Europe, uh, Asia, Oceania, South America. Um, and they're going to be very happy to put them on their walls. And I can't wait to see the pictures. Yeah, exactly. Those smiles are, are just uh, priceless uh, to see those, those smiles, I'll tell you. Uh, so well done uh, on the on the awards uh, as well. Um, and, uh, that's, it's great that, you know, you didn't have to, uh, go out there and shake the trees, uh, to get those taken care of. All right. Well, uh, it's time for a break here. So we're going to take a break. And, uh, when we come back, uh, we'll talk to John and, uh, talk a little bit more about, uh, CQ worldwide after this word from tower electronics right here on ham talk live. Thanks for choosing tower electronics. How may we help you today? We have PL259s, we have in connectors, we have SMA adapters, we have BNC adapters. What can I show you today? Where's the tower? Well, we don't actually have a tower with us, but we have all kinds of things you can use with a tower. We have power poles, antennas, soldering irons and meters. Where's the tower? <laughs> Ma'am, that's the name of our company. We can't haul towers to all the ham fests across the country that we visit, 
but we have almost every connector and adapter you would need to connect your antenna that's on your tower. I don't think there's a tower back there. I really don't. Tower Electronics. Visit us at a hand fest near you or call 920-435-2973 or see our whole catalog at pl-259.com. Sorry, one thing we don't have is a tower. Join the conversation. Give us a call at 859-982-7373. Again, the number to call is 859-982-7373. Or, if you'd rather type than talk, tweet us at Ham Talk Live. Now, here's Neil Rapp with more Ham Talk Live. Ham Talk Live with Neil Rapp. Welcome back to Ham Talk Live. Thanks to Tower Electronics for sponsoring the show tonight. They are out on the road. They're at Shelby, North Carolina this weekend. Uh, that's tomorrow and Saturday and Sunday, September 3, 4, 5. And then uh, they're off to Findlay, Ohio, September 12th. Peoria, Illinois, September 18th and 19th. Belvedere, Illinois, September 26th. And then... Uh, down to Texas and Florida, but you can visit them online at pl-259.com. Ham Talk Live's on the air every Thursday night at 9 p.m. Eastern, right here at hamtalklive.com. And be sure to check us out on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And now, before we go back to John, uh, as we do each week, uh, we'll hear from N9GSU. Uh, he has uh, some stuff going on, so, so this may sound familiar, but here, here we go with this week's Joke of the Week. Now it's time for the Ham Talk Live Ham Radio Joke of the Week, the part of the show where Rick tells us a ham radio joke. The Ham Talk Live Ham Radio Joke of the Week is brought to you by QRM Labs. Now, here's Rick Garrett in 9GSU with today's Ham Talk Live Joke of the Week. I'll be the first to admit not everyone gets my sense of humor. I tried to send a buddy a joke over slow scan TV, but it wasn't well received. This has been the Ham Talk Live Ham Radio Joke of the Week with Rick Guerin in 9 GSU. Tune in again next week for another joke from Rick. Well, there we go. It, it just wasn't well received. Well, we would like to receive your calls. So if you have a question or a comment for John, give us a call right now. Now's the time. 859-982-7373. Again, the phone number 859 7373 or you can tweet at ham talk live or you can type in the comments on spreaker and if you're listening to us on wtww or on the podcast edition of the show you won't be able to reach us live because we're doing this on thursday night so we do have a couple of uh messages that have come in so we'll we'll get to those um 
First of all, uh, Troy W9KVR uh, asks, uh, he, he says he hasn't done his homework, but uh, will the youth overlay be applied to the ready contest as well? Well, that's a, Troy, that's a, that, that's a good question. And uh, the, the short answer is uh, at the moment, no, and not for any of the reasons, just simply because it hasn't been done yet. Uh, my, I, I don't want to speak on behalf of, of, uh, of their committee and, and, uh, and activities, but uh, I'm certain, particularly when we see the results we're going to get uh, in, in the uh, sideband and CW worldwide, that um, most, if not all, of the other CQ contests are going to adopt something like this, uh, certainly in, in WPX, uh, for example, and, and Ready and so forth. So stay tuned. Uh, great question. We'll see how it goes. Okay, very good. And uh, Dr. Scott Wright, K0MD, says, big shout out to K1AR for his long-term leadership in radio contesting. And says, John, do you qualify for the youth category still? Just asking for a friend. Thanks. Well, um, I, I did some math on that. And um, it looks like I, I missed the, uh, the window here just slightly by, by 41 years. So, uh even uh, while directors have certain privileges, uh, uh, getting into Mr. Peabody's Wayback Machine is not one of them. So the answer, <laughs> unfortunately, is no. All right, there we go. So uh, those are uh, some of the questions and, and comments that we've had uh, come in on Twitter. Again, it's at HamTalkLive on Twitter or uh, type uh, in the comments on Spreaker or give us a call at 859-982-7373. Well, you know, we, we talked a little bit about, you know, the need for the youth category, but, you know, it, it, NAQP just did this and, and some others. So t- talk about the, the importance of, of adding this more more globally throughout the uh, contest community. Well, uh, you know, I mean, I, I think if you separate yourself from the um, uh, from the, the world of contesting and broaden your your lens to to ham radio in general, um you know, I don't think there certainly the, the dynamic of, of youth entering uh, ham radio has changed uh, significantly. I mean, I, I got my license when I was 12 or 13 years old, had my extra when I was, I don't know, 14 or 15. Um, you know, that that kind of a model is, is uh, sadly unusual today. And it's not because ham radio has become a bad thing. It's just that I think there's so many other distractions in in uh, the world of that community that uh it, its appeal is not quite as universal as it was 40 or 50 years ago um but nevertheless we still have something that can be appealing to people uh, of, of that age group i'm convinced of that and, and we see that when we actually get more intentional about it and not just wish it to be so but actually take action that uh, you know, has some definitive impact um, and not just a bunch of ceremonial nonsense. So, you know, the things that are happening with the youth camps, for example, are, are very, very specific action-oriented things that are, ha- that are quite successful. And it, it just proves the point that if we attack it, you know, in a way that is attractive to, to that particular community and age group, 
they will come. Um, and I, I believe that the contest world um, is, is something that can be appealing to, to, uh, to youth. We see it in isolated cases. I can think of a handful of, of, uh, of folks, some of which I've even operated with in contesting, who are really, really good at the sport of contesting, right? And they just took to it naturally, um, and, uh, you know, in some cases have actually already become kind of leaders in, in contesting. And in one or two cases, uh, I think they're barely cracking 20 years old, right? Uh, I mean, if you look at, at, uh, Philip, for example, DK6SP, I think he's 24 now. He's three mm-hmm. or something in that, in that range group. I think a guy's like, um, uh, NN1C, Marty, uh, who is, uh, think now going to be a, a sophomore in college, right? So he's kind of in the, yep. the 20-ish range, um, you know, who's a, a very, very uh, recognized uh, and active participant in contesting, right? And you talk to any of them and they say, well, man, we just, we just thought this was the coolest thing ever and we jumped in, right? Well, not everybody's wired that way, okay? So in my view, like anything else, if you want to grow something, uh, to the to the, the community that is sort of touching it on the edges, you have to give them a reason to come to the party. And uh, and who doesn't like to be recognized, right? Who doesn't like to see their, their, in today's world in particular, who doesn't like to see their name in print? Who doesn't like to be viewed as, uh, as a group that's taken seriously by people who are not in their group? <clears throat> and, and um, you know, I think all of those factors combined is what's really uh, driving the idea that youth and contesting can be a, a, a very uh, positive result for ham radio in general. And that's, that's really what's driving us old guys to, to have somebody that we can turn this thing over to, because uh, I don't, I don't know about, about you, Neil, but uh, I, I'm not sure I got too many more cycles, uh, sunspot cycles to go here. So we gotta, <laughs> yeah. we gotta be thinking about this now and not later. Right. Yeah. You gotta, gotta keep it going. All right. Well, uh, let's uh, give out one last uh, call here for uh, the phone lines. Uh, they are open at 859-982-7373, or uh, you can tweet us at HamTalkLive or uh, type in the comments and just uh, taking a second here to look at all that. See, make sure we haven't missed anybody. Uh, but we're going to wrap things up here shortly. So now's the time if you're going to uh, jump in. Uh, 859-982-7373. Um, let's see. Okay. Uh, Troy again uh, says, I, I think, uh, unfortunately, youth access to equipment can be a factor. And um, he has youth uh, that that do really well at his school, uh, W9GRS. Um, but... Uh, they don't have access beyond that. So I, I know there are some, some, uh, options available. Uh, you know, we, we've tried the, the youth contesting program and hopefully that will, uh, expand where youth are invited into, um, some of these contest stations and, and, and even smaller stations, uh, to get on. And, and then, uh, you know, remote ham radio is, is, is offering a lot of, um, remote time for, uh, young people. So, uh, there are, there are some ways around that. Uh, anything you want to add there, John? Yeah. I, you know, I hear that a lot today and it's a very real issue. 
not only in terms of equipment, but, you know, in, in terms of, um, you know, even if you have the ability to get equipment, a lot of people now live in HOA restricted areas and putting up antennas and all of that is, 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 is a challenge. Um, I would submit, uh, while it's, it's uh, much more complex today than it was in my day, um, you know, when I was a kid, it wasn't like I was flowing in money to just buy any radio I wanted and put up anything I wanted either, right? Um, for me, the, the key to, to growing and moving ahead was when I got involved in a, in a contest club, uh, if such a thing is available to, to somebody who's younger, um, and, and uh, really, you know, get involved with people who already had established stations. And what I'm, what I'm finding more and more is that there's a lot of stations uh, out there that are, you know, sizable stations that are almost going unused at times in, in major contests for, for whatever reason, that if, uh, if somebody wanted to use them or wanted to get involved, uh, I think if we could figure out a way to kind of glue those two pieces together, we could get many more uh, youth, uh, youthful operators to to get involved both uh, in that way and also in, in multi-ops and things like that. You know, I, I remember, and, and I would submit it's, it's, it's no different today. Uh, when I was uh, a college student, uh, I remember driving, uh, driving my car to, I, I was able to be a member of the Yankee Clipper Contest Club, and we had lots of, you know, big stations and so forth. And I remember getting invited to uh, several of them uh, over the, the couple of years in the early days. And just that thrill of driving my car up to up the hill, uh, which is typically what it was, to some contest station and seeing these gigantic antennas and towers. And I think I'm, I'm like at a government installation, right? And this is just a ham station. And I'm thinking of guys like W3LPL and W2PV and W1ZM and, and the list goes on. Uh, you know, it, it was goosebump time uh, to, to be able to do that. And um, I think the combination of figuring out ways to get more access to those kinds of places uh, or smaller stations uh, that are still very adequate as well as uh, some of the advances being made with uh, remote operating, such as uh, what you mentioned with uh, uh, Ray W2RE and his RHR uh, activities and, and things like that. Um, you know, there, there is a path. And, uh, you know, I, I, by the way, one of the, the great elixirs to solve all of this, at least a lot of it, <clears throat> in terms of station adequacy, is called sunspots. And, boy, I'll tell you, when the sunspot, sun, sunspots come back, uh, and they are coming back. That's, uh, that's what we're all told. Uh, there's going to be amazing things that can be done with very little for a couple of years. And boy, that's a time to really jump on the wagon and have some fun. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, I'm really looking forward to uh, some better conditions. So uh, hopefully that'll, that'll be around the corner. <laughs> Well, John, thank you so much for uh, spending uh, time with us tonight to talk about CQ Worldwide and the the youth overlay uh, category and, and the hardware that goes with it and everything. Uh, any any final words or any uh, any announcements about CQ Worldwide in general that you want to make? Well, go right ahead. Well, um, I, I can tell you. 
uh, and I, I say this to probably everybody, is, is that even though I've been on the, the, the committee for a long time, um, I guess I never really understand, really understood truly what was involved until I was put in charge of it. And um, uh, it's, it's, it's a pretty significant task, I have to tell you, but one I enjoy thoroughly to be able to you know, being ambassador, if you will, for the secure wine, or maybe even contesting in general, being able to do things like this uh, this evening and, and all of that. Um, and it's a real honor and a privilege to do that. Um, and to really be part of a team that's an influencer in, in contesting uh, through the vehicle of the secure wine. And in this case, uh, I'll just comment on it very briefly uh, in, in the interest of time. But uh, in addition to the youth uh, uh, overlay that we created this year, we also uh, created a, a new explorer category, which I would uh, encourage you just to check out uh, uh, cqww.com and look at that a little bit. And basically, the idea behind that was to kind of remove some of the traditional uh, category barriers, if you will, and rules and allow technology to prevail and see what people can actually do with technology in contesting uh, in sort of a um, <clears throat> contesting sandbox. And, uh, and that's the, uh, the general theme behind that. And uh, we did this about 10 years ago. It was probably a little ahead of its time. But now with uh, remote operating and uh, the pervasiveness of of uh, various communication methods and things and uh, the way radios and computers and all of it uh, collectively work. Um, I think it's going to be fascinating. I I don't expect much more than a few dozen people are going to necessarily do this. Uh, But there's going to be, I think, some interesting stories that are going to come out of it. Some of which that who knows what an influence that's going to have on contesting in the future based on things that they're trying today. So it's another example of something that uh, that we're doing uh, to try to uh, you know uh, try to lead the pack and, and make some exciting things happen. So that's what we're all about. Uh, by the way, if anybody uh, wants to uh, ask questions offline, uh, I don't hide my email or, or hide behind anything. You can simply just shoot me a note at, at cqk1ar uh, at gmail.com, and I'm happy to uh, respond to anything that comes my way, which is uh, generally every day. So look forward to hearing from any and all if you have any questions you'd like to ask me offline. All right, John. Well, thank you so much for your time, your commitment to uh, CQ Worldwide, and, and your time here this evening with us. And uh, look forward to uh, to getting into the uh, the contest season here and 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 racking up some some uh, numbers so thanks so much and uh we'll talk to you soon all righty been a pleasure and uh, have a good night everybody thank you for the time all right well that's a wrap for this week's edition of ham talk live thanks to my guest john door k1ar and everyone out there in cyberspace for listening and calling in and typing in and invite you back next thursday night 9 p.m eastern time right here at hamtalklive.com. And if you want to see who's going to be on the show, uh, go there as well, and uh, you can find that. And if you like the show, please leave us a review. That's that's all we ask. So um, that's, that's all for tonight. So for now, this is Neil Rapp, WB9VPG, saying 7375, and may the good DX be yours.
But it came right back to my secure call. The readability five and strength nine. 